Welcome to Career View. This is the podcast where we ask questions students want to know when it comes to pursuing a career path. I'm your host, Nirujit Shamal, and each episode I will ask questions on behalf of students across the country from secondary schools and universities what they want to know when it comes to pursuing their dream job. For this episode, we'll be asking our top questions that have been submitted by students on our Career View website who are very curious and passionate about the natural environment. Today, we're joined by 25-year-old environmental consultant, Hannah Nickel, who currently works as part of the environmental approvals team at Jacobs, where her main tasks look at very detailed environmental plans, uh, conduct impact studies, and also do compliance reporting. I'm very excited about this one, so let's get into it. Okay, and we are back. And Welcome to the show, Hannah. It is an absolute pleasure to have you here. Before we jump into our top questions asked by students regarding an environmental consultant uh, career role, mm-hmm. first thing I want to ask you is, what is an environmental consultant? What does that mean and uh, what do you do? Yep. So within the environmental consulting industry, there's lots of different streams that you can do- go down. So in my company specifically, I'm within the environmental approvals stream but we also have environmental management, um, the ecology and heritage team, contaminated sites team. So there's lots of different avenues that you can go down. Um, I'm specifically environmental approval. So pretty much for any project that's going on, whether it's a new road or a new building being built, it needs to be approved by the government. So we uh, look at all the legislation and things and that come along with that and pretty much write up referral documents to the government um, to see whether it will be approved, whether it's going to harm the environment and any management that needs to go along with that. Very interesting. So very a lot of different streams. How did you get yep. into your specific stream? I think that's very interesting. So when I started off in my company, I was kind of across all of the teams And then we streamlined into the four or five different teams and I got put into the approvals team, which I was happy with because that was most of the work that I was doing. But I've also done a bit of environmental management work. So that's kind of the next step. So once something's been approved, you need to go into the compliance space to see whether the companies are complying with any environment plans or mitigation measures that are being put in. So that's kind of more the environmental management side of things. So a lot to look forward to. Lots to look forward to. Lots to to look forward to. (laughs) Fantastic. All right. Well, let's jump into our questions um, asked by students. Mm -hmm. And the first question that we have uh, for you today is, did you ever imagine being where you are today? You know, right from the start of school to where you are right now, did you ever imagine doing what you do? Not really. So... Um, coming into environmental science, I suppose, I didn't really know what it was. Um, I just have always been interested in the environment um, and kind of fell into where I am today. So I, it wasn't really expected. I think not many people really know what environmental scientists or consultants actually do. Um, so I kind of just fell into it, and but I'm really enjoying it. So that's it's really lucky. It's worked out for you pretty well. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Sometimes going into things you don't know and it's a huge risk. It's yeah. a huge risk to say the least. And was there any worry and hesitation that this might not work out for you? Not really. So throughout my time when I was studying, I always was really interested in it. I really enjoyed it. 
um, and then ended up doing an internship where I am at the moment, which turned into a graduate role. Um, and throughout the whole process, I really enjoyed it and luckily didn't really second guess myself, which was which is good. Fantastic. No, really interesting to hear. Yeah. Uh, next question that we have here for yourself um, asked by students is, have you always been passionate about the environment? Um, did you consider anything else maybe in terms of your passion and interests and whatnot? Uh, yes, I have always been passionate about the environment firstly. I remember first learning about climate change and things like that in primary school and really being fascinated by it all. Um, and then also during geography in high school, we learned a bit about it then as well and they were – that was one of my favourite subjects. So I've definitely always been interested in it. But there were times during high school, the later parts of high school, where I definitely considered other things like something like sports science or physio. So I've always kind of been sciencey, um, but ended up originally wanting to do marine science, which I did study during my bachelor's. Um, but I did a double major, marine science and environmental science, and then kind of went down the environmental science stream. So you had two options for you to just have that flexibility with. Yeah. And why, what, what, what about marine science didn't really fit with you and more towards the environmental science work? Yeah, so I found a lot of the marine science stuff was lots of research, um, which I, I was a bit interested in. I ended up doing my thesis in marine science for my master's, um, but then after that, kind of found that I was had had enough of uni at that stage and wanted to move on into industry and consultancy instead. I guess more practical, to yeah. say the least. Yeah, more hands-on. Yeah. You know, interesting. Um, next question that we have for you, Hannah, is what options for study did you consider? Um, you went down the university pathway, but were there any other options you considered? And during your time of studying in the environment you were, how difficult was that? What was challenging about that? Do you have any insights on, on your experience there that you can share? Yeah. Um, so I always wanted to go to university. So that was kind of step one checked off, decision made there. Um, and then once I was at university, I suppose the, the decisions were obviously choosing the course and starting off with marine science and then pairing that with environmental science. Um, I decided to do that because of down the track more potential career opportunities. Um, so that was that decision there. And then any challenges throughout that, I suppose, mainly assessments, I suppose, yeah. and getting through that main tips and tricks I would say is try and meet people within your course to yeah. to work with um, just the workload just over how, how was the workload was it manageable or was it just quite intense and uh, I found it was it was manageable it was definitely um, a lot but manageable as well at the same time like I managed to have a part-time job and still play sport and things like that so okay. it's not so like it takes over your whole life kind of thing and how long was it uh, uh, so it was a three-year undergraduate for 
marine science and environmental science and then I went on and did a one and a half year master's in environmental science. Okay, excellent. Yeah. Um, there's always challenges in any course and I think it's one about understanding the workload mm-hmm. and understanding how you can balance everything. But for yourself, you seem to you know have still have a job and, and, and still spend time socially as well. Did you have that aspect? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And they were my prior priorities as well. <laughs> Study came first, so that got done as it needed to, um, but yeah, was still able to get out and about and have some fun. No, so. fa- fantastic. Yeah. Uh, next question that we have, Hannah, is was it hard to find a job? And what was the process for you in terms of looking for a job and then eventually landing one? Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say yes. Originally, I was, during my undergrad course, I was kind of stressed about needing to find some work experience to be able to get a job. Um, so that I was definitely stressed about that in my undergrad and went on and did a master's because I kind of felt like I wasn't really ready to go out into the world um, and work. So I went on and did that. And some advice I would give on that is try and get some experience outside of university so for me, I went out and did turtle tagging, which was... Turtle tagging? Yeah. Okay. So I went up north onto one of the islands up there and tagged turtles just to get something else on my resume. Wow. Um, and then I started looking around for internships, summer internships, um, which I ended up getting. But yeah, I have gone through the hiring process for interns at my company Um, so some advice I would give from that for what we would look for is, yeah, definitely, um, getting good grades, but also the extra experience on top of that. So whether it's going out and volunteering or, um, even just highlighting any field work or extra stuff that you did within your university course. So yeah, any, any highlights from is also really excellent on a resume. Absolutely. The experience of doing something else always is going to trump your grades or what your academic score is. But, you know, interesting turtle tagging, that's such an interesting side experience that you had. Um, How much did you think that made an impact in terms of your job opportunities and what you are doing today and and maybe some of the skills that you got from that? How how important was that for you? Yeah, so I think it, it more just showed that I was willing to go out and get some extra experience or get out into the field and get my hands dirty kind of thing that I wasn't just um, wanting to sit at my desk and get good grades. It shows that you're yeah, willing to go out and go that extra step further, which was the main thing. Um, in terms of any skills gained, it was the first kind of thing that I did outside of uni where you're working in a team environment and having to work with lots of different people, getting to know people, uh, learning on the job. So it was, yeah, a lot of hands-on things, but we also had to do some data management and things like that. So, yeah, learning all of that on the job. Definitely helps. Mm -hmm. So our next question that we have for you, Hannah, is right now working in industry and working as an environmental consultant, do you have a good work-life balance? Uh, I am fortunate enough to say yes, I think I do. Um, And I would put that down to the company that I'm working with. They really value a good culture at work and ensuring that everyone, yeah, has a good work-life balance. So uh, we work 40-hour weeks. Um, You can kind of 
do your 40 hours in whenever you like. So you could work four hours in the morning, have a two-hour lunch break and then work your other four hours. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm lucky enough to say that, yeah, I, I do have a good work-life balance. Um, and speaking to other environmental consultants at different consultancies, I would say that most of them do as well. So, yeah. On the spectrum, everyone has that balance, yeah. Yeah. Interesting, but it matters about the culture and where you're at. And But 40 hours a week, that's it. And then you get your time on the weekends, you get the time to relax, you get time to see your family. Or yep. has that ever been compromised in, in specific areas of your job? Or has it always been, you know, you've been able to manage it? Yeah, always been able to manage it so far, which is good. I mean, I'm still early on in my career and I'm lucky enough to have been supported by all the seniors at my at my office. So... Um, yeah, luckily enough, so far so good. No, so far so good and it sounds like you're at a fantastic place. Mm-hmm. Um, next question, Hannah, and this was a very popular question among students, mm-hmm. is does your job pay well? And remember, this is very subjective mm-hmm. uh, in terms of salary and pay and it's about suiting your lifestyle, but for you, does your job pay well? Yeah, for what I need right now, it, it does the job, it pays well. And it's good knowing that there, it's only going up from here. There's room for improvement. Um, we have pretty specific um, key performance indicators that we need to hit to know when we can get promoted into the next role. So it's it's pretty clear about what you need to be doing if you want to step up and then get that pay rise. So, but. Right now where I'm at, yeah, I, I'm happy with what I'm being paid. No, that's great to know. Was there a base salary or base expectation that it was informative for yourself in terms of making a decision in, in this career role? Yeah, yeah. So I think if you look it up, then there's answers out there. Um, but yeah, when I was going in, I started off um, in an internship role. So um yeah, I was able to look at the market value and see whether my company was paying at that rate. So yeah, yeah. and then information's available, and you can you can look at that, and you did that yeah. comparison there. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah, and really important advice for those listeners out there. If you're you know finishing university and you're looking at jobs and you're looking at opportunities, it's really important to to do your research, mm-hmm. to do your homework, and to understand what exactly you should be looking at and expectations, even when you're starting off in your career. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, very interesting to hear. So next question that we have is regarding travel. Do you get to travel much and um, what opportunities are you aware of in terms of any kind of travel, whether it be internationally and even here interstate? Within my work at the moment. Yep. Yep. So there have been opportunities in the last couple of years that I've been working at my company. Unfortunately, because of COVID, those were cancelled. But yeah, definitely... I know people within my field mostly getting to travel within the state, within WA, um, doing different kinds of work. Um, I My opportunity that I had was to travel to Darwin, which would have been very cool, but unfortunately because of what was going on in the world at the time, that got cancelled. But, yeah, definitely going forward there are opportunities to travel mainly within Australia though, nothing really international. Okay, but Australia, and how frequent would you say the travel would be? Is it purely based on the nature and assignment of the project that you're doing or is it quite frequent? Yep, so I suppose that would depend more on the field that you're in. So with my environmental approvals, 
Um, we wouldn't really travel that much, but like I said, with the environmental management work that you do, which is making sure that um, companies are implementing their management measures and things, that would involve more travel and also things like being in the ecology team or the contaminated sites team when you need to actually be on site visiting places, then that involves more travel. More, more travel there. Okay, so travel is definitely something you can do yeah. and um, definitely makes the job interesting and, and definitely more fun to yeah. some extent. Yeah, exactly. Um, last question that we have, Hannah, mm-hmm. for yourself. What are the most important skills for the job that you do right now? And based on those skills, how can a student start developing and preparing and building towards those skills if they want to become an environmental consultant mm-hmm. like yourself one day? I would say teamwork is definitely one of the biggest things. Being able to work in a team environment and get from where I'm at in my career at the moment, so early stages of my career, is take instructions from those um, that have more experience um, and be able to implement them. So, yeah, working in a team environment is definitely important. You're never working by yourself. Um, Also, I would say in my environmental approvals role that I'm in at the moment, writing skills are important. You need to be able to articulate to clients or to the government or to whoever your target audience is at that time. You need to be able to articulate what's going on. Um, So being able to write, you don't have to be fancy in the way that you write, but just writing clearly and being able to get the message across is definitely an important skill to have. Two very important skills right there, um, teamwork and being able to actually effectively communicate both, you know, written and I'm sure verbally as well within that team environment. So Hannah, that wraps up our session for today. For our listeners who have more questions for Hannah that did not feature on our list today and would like to like to connect, just visit our website, careerview.com.au and this is where you'll find Hannah's profile at her bio and you can email her with more questions which I'm sure she's happy to answer and share her experiences. And with every episode, please don't forget to submit any other questions that you may want to have for environmental consultants. Um, finally, Hannah, once again, I just want to say it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, thank you so much for sharing your insights before you run away we wanted to ask you um you know looking back during your time at school at uni some of the experiences you've had with internships and work placements if you kind of had to do it all again would you do anything differently and if anything is there anything you'd learn from that and you could share with our listeners today yes i would say the main thing is Definitely in the later parts of high school and university as well, I was a bit of a stressor about getting everything done. So if I was to go back and do all that again, I would tell myself to not stress that everything will get done. Just work hard, do your best, and that's all all that you can ask for. Um, So I'd say that's my main piece of advice. I love it. Thank you so much. Cool. Thanks, Neri.